Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's time for your in-depth look at the world of gaming. Here we go! The Meta with Katie Barber. Hello and welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James Pledger here with me as always. We are going to <laughs> talk about the weeklies. We always have the weeklies, but I've got some new tournament information that's going to be fun. We're going we're gonna to talk about E3 and this just back and forth about whether or not it's E3 happening. or the lack of E3. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to explain what we're getting with this new PlayStation Plus shenanigans, this <laughs> Xbox Game Pass PlayStation Plus, not April Fool's news. <laughs> shenanigans as in just... Goings on and funny business, right, not, not shen- shenanigans where atonement, atonement happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and get these out of the way real quick, like always, because we talk about them every week and I'm excited. I'm excited that they're here every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, so we've got the atonement smash tournament at team shenanigans gaming tomorrow. T- signups start at 2 p.m. Mondays weekly at Anime Tokyo. Signups start at 6.30. We've got Springtown Slam having its fifth tournament since it started. That's going to be in San Marcos on Tuesday at Evo Entertainment. That's with Guild Gaming. And Thursday at Otaku Cafe. Signups start at 6 o'clock. Oh, <sighs> <laughs> oh it's so exciting. Uh, we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks, but there's the Austin Regional Smash Tournament that's yes. happening at Pinball's. <laughs> that's going to be at Pinball's Lake Creek in Austin. They've got Smash Ultimate, Melee, King of Fighters 15, and Guilty Gear. That's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I know I've I've brought it up now a couple weeks in a row, but that's because it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, and I'm actually really upset I didn't know about this tournament. That's at the end of the month mm-hmm. in Houston. It's the longest-running fighting games tournament in Texas, the Texas Showdown. And there's a, a, a giant number of games that are going to be played yes. there. So the bad news is, is the registration for the tournament ends tonight at midnight. Well, so if you're listening you've to it, you still time. got a couple of hours. But if you're listening to this on Saturday, sorry about it. Um, <laughs> nope, <laughs> so nope. you won't be able to compete, but there are spectator badges you can purchase. And they've got non-tournament games that are going to be there to play. Oh, cool. So just because you're not playing in the official tournament doesn't mean that you can't play anything. Is that, that is this why you're wearing that shirt today? My, no, I didn't even know about that. No, 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 no. My, <laughs> I'm just trying to channel my inner Goku. For those unaware, Katie's wearing <laughs> her, her Kami House Goku shirt. And of course, one of the games, the multiple fighting games that it is going to be a part of this tournament in the Texas showdown down in Houston is Dragon Ball Fighters. Z. That's how you say it. Zed. If we were in Britain. Zed. <laughs> Dragon Ball <laughs> Fighter Zed. They've also got Street Fighter V, Guilty Gear Strive, Tekken 7, 
a bunch of them on here. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's interesting to me is they've got the featured games, and that's what all of those are. Um, and then they've also got other games where they list Smash Ultimate and Melee. As yes. <laughs> which, I mean, is good. The fighting games community is so large. There's it's so many too. games. And one game isn't like king or reigns over the other. It's just Smash has a really big presence, at least mm-hmm. here in San Antonio and, and close to Austin. So I'm happy to see that like you're going to be able to play Soul Calibur Soul 6, Calibur, right? yes. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Some of these games are just... Just Soul Calibur 6, Marvel Capcom 2, like so many great games, Street Fighter 2, Turbo, like <laughs> they're, they're, they're going both like old school mm-hmm. and new school and I love it. My favorite genre of fighting games, and when I say favorite, I just mean I just, the names of like not Western fighters, <laughs> uh, I mean Guilty Gear Strive is a good example of one, it's an anime fighter, there's a whole portion of the game where like... <laughs> it's an entire anime. Mm-hmm. I watched it thinking that it was a cutscene, and when it <laughs> when it broke twenty minutes, I was like, "Man, how long is this going to go for?" I realized it's literally just the like, longest cutscene ever. I know, seriously. Um, but there's some other ones on here that I just feel like are worth pointing out. We've got Melty Blood Type Lumina uh, is the name of another one. Under Night in Birth Exe Late <laughs> Brackets CL Dash R. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm about under night in birth exe late in brackets clr. I know. I'm just like, what is this? But what it makes me think of is that if you go on to Crunchyroll and you look at anime, Mm -hmm. some of the best anime I've had recommended to me are the ones with the longest, weirdest names. Names. Absolutely. That one time I interviewed a monster girl and she ate my face, you know, like, or whatever. (laughs) There's so many goofy names for animes that are objectively really, really good. So, But it's just like my favorite random genre of fighter game. So, and this is a little bit later in the summer. So we're talking in June. So Uh, we're going from Houston to Dallas. Yeah, exactly. So DreamHack is one of the biggest, like, competitive game tournaments that goes across the they're worldwide um and so dreamhack is in dallas this year from june 3rd to 5th they're going to be holding the world the first world championship series for the all women's uh counter-strike global offensive league that they've got going that's going to be eight of the best all-female teams fighting for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. and then um iem is also holding the major dreamhack CSGO tournament just generally for their like global standings. Mm-hmm. That's going to be two hundred a price pot of $250,000. Just over just, 16 teams. Exactly. Some of the best in the world. And they're also going to be having the first collegiate rocket league tournament, like world championship tournament at DreamHack. That's a big deal. Yeah. Huge deal. And rocket league is undeniably one of my, f- I cannot play rocket league to save my life, but it's soccer with cars. Yeah. And it's just so fun to watch. And it's, yeah, it's a great spectator gaming sport, and it's just a ton of fun Mm -hmm. if you're just watching for the sheer enjoyment of it. So Rocket League is a ton of fun to just kind of kick back Mm -hmm. and enjoy. So... June third through the fifth. Yeah, and they've up also in Dallas. Exactly, and they've got a couple of uh, fighting games uh, on the 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 roster too. So Smash Ultimate, Melee, King of Fighters fifteen, which we're seeing everywhere mm-hmm. now that it's out, and then Guilty Gear Strive. Again, it's kind of the top of those the genre of yeah. fighting games that I love. So as we are getting through all the stuff going on, last week we let off the show 
with kind of investigative thing about the possible identity theft oh, yes. of your GameStop. Somebody pre-ordering games in my name. All games I would play, by the way. Have we, in the past week, had any traction no. on this mystery? No. Do we need to call Scoob Shag in the game? We do, honestly. Okay. And I, I, I may or may not be Velma. <laughs> I, I, can totally I may may or may not fall asleep in random places in my house where my glasses go missing and I'm literally crawling on the floor. You'll notice people that have been here for a while will call me Shaggy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got Shaggy and Velma in the building at all times. Zoinks! <laughs> Jinkies. Um, oh my gosh. Can we just talk about how... Uh, the Scooby-Doo live-action movie mm-hmm. was probably one of the best live-action adaptations. With Matthew an Lillard and yes! Freddie Prince. And- it was so good. And it's recently on Netflix, which is what's making me think mm-hmm. about it. Um, man. I was um, not today years old, but I was today years old earlier this year <laughs> when I realized the fact that... Um, Velma from the Scooby-Doo movies mm-hmm. is Hawkeye's wife in Avengers. Oh. So, I wonder if she sleuthed out his uh, Hawkeye's real identity before <laughs> pursuing him. Hold on, because this is going to annoy me if I don't remember her <laughs> name. <laughs> We've got... Let's see, right? Because Freddie Prince Jr. is just yeah. so, um, so iconic. I think they're using the guy that what what was his name? Matthew Lillard. You said yeah, Matthew right? Lillard. Was he's sh- he's voice. Remember, I told you about that random fighting game that's going to be coming out. Oh yeah, and with that's going to include like like Steven Universe, Scooby Doo, and Matthew Matthew Lillard is voicing Shaggy's <laughs> Shaggy in this fighting game. Yeah. So you'll hear him saying zoinks um, real time. Linda Carde- Cardelli. Carde- yeah, Cardellini. Cardellini. Exactly. Cardellini. Cardellini. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, plays Hawkeye's wife, and you first see her in Age of Ultron, and then you see her in the Hawkeye series. This is what pops up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the V-neck Velma sweater. But, um... Yeah, and have you seen, by the way, the the gifts and memes and the different fighting games where you get basically Ultra Instinct Shaggy? Yeah, I have seen that. I think you I think you sent some of them it to did. me a while ago. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> oh my gosh! I will. Oh, second of my favorite animated. Uh, shows to film adaptations is the Flintstones movie. Really? The 90s. I don't know why I love it so much. That's that is amazing. <laughs> I, it's shocking, but amazing. Man, I wonder if we're gonna ever get like reboots of like the Flintstone, the Flintstones. I was and the Jetsons. I just like combined them. I the, just the, have the Flintstones. I love the Flintstones. <laughs> the Flintstones. Remember when the Flintstones met the Jetsons? Yes, in the like early crossovers. Yeah. We're all about to be getting one of them Flintstones cars with these gas prices. Right. <laughs> I wonder what gas prices are like in GTA. 
<laughs> but I, I just have, and I have an issue with like the 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 voice of Shaggy and Scooby currently in cartoons. I haven't watched any of the newer it, stuff. Versus how it used to be, like it just kind of annoys me. Yeah, because it's it's not the same. Right. It's like Ash Ketchum's new voice yeah. in the newer Pokemon anime, which I can't even watch because of the animation style. Exactly. I probably should give it a shot, but I just haven't been able to. But I get you. Like you, you changed the voice of the of like one of the most important characters in the show. And exactly. It, but they did that with the Powerpuff Girls, which I mean, it makes sense when they rebooted the Powerpuff Girls that it would be you know probably three children yeah. actually voicing them. But, you know, but Tara Strong is amazing. I know she's ageless. She's never, you know, she's going to be around forever. They're going to be like deep faking her voice into new characters. (laughs) Absolutely should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we okay. we are very firmly done with esports, it appears. We'll be right back with (laughs) some fun game news right here on the meta on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got Sports Star's own James Pledger here with me to listen to me complain about E3 again. <laughs> but that's what I'm here for because, let's face it, when did E3 technically die? I know it just died now, but... Now. but so when did it, it was right before the pandemic, it was starting to die. And then the pandemic basically killed it. Right. So kind of right. So something to think about. So E3 is like has been going on for 25 or so years, give or take one of the couple. hugest. Like it's it was the I mean, it was the start of, you know, it, was, it it's it has been up until probably I'm trying to think of what year it was, because within the last five years, E3 went from being a, tr- a media trade show. Yep. The entire function of it was from media to meet with the video game industry, whatever mm-hmm. players those were, to talk about new games and new products and what the plan is. I mean, it's it to demo things, and it evolved into what we know now, like but things like the press conferences that, mm-hmm. that people love to watch, which arguably is... The way a majority of people interact with the event. Because, Think of it as Comic-Con because, for games. Because literally <sighs> 99% of people don't get to go to E3. So all you are going to do, which what for me forever, <laughs> before I actually got the chance to go in 2019, all I ever did was watch the live streams, what was put online. Yes. And so that's the, that, that's been the experience for most people. But the true nature of the event is for media to go and and play games and talk. You know, it's, it's like I'm... The business part of it, all. yeah, it's it's and, basically kind of a demo fair. And so, I mean, and base, but it's always been popular because over the last probably ten or so years, we get the press conferences. Well, E three probably in twenty. I'm trying to think of the exact year. I should have looked. I should have written this down. But probably in like 2017, 2018, they were floating the idea of selling of doing general admission to E3 which they never did that's so it, it goes from being a trade show to be a public public event mm-hmm. which is a it's very different obviously during the trade show portion of it they you know those the 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 publishers the developers they're going to go all out and, and put something together. But when you introduce the general public, it really changes the entire feel of the show. It becomes like a Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. 
And when I went in 2019, I believe it was the first year that they admitted general public to the event, the very first year. And I can say that, I mean, it was my first year, so I had nothing to compare it to. But I know that a lot of the media were struggling because by virtue of there being the public there, the public need a chance to interact with the studios and the developers and the publishers, the peripheral makers, whatever it is. Basically, it made it harder on the media. Right. So, And the way that they tried to avoid that was to delay. So it's like the media got in at 8 a.m. or 9 Mm a.m. And then general public, the doors opened at like 11 or 12 or something Mm -hmm. like that. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. And so that really only gave me a chance to visit with one or two of the publishers that I didn't already have appointments with. And I will say a lot of them had one-on-one appointments or group appointments with media only, you know, in back rooms elsewhere, not on the main show floor. And so that was nice, but that only gave me that time to really, like there was stuff I couldn't get an appointment for. There were playthroughs like Borderlands 3, um, I couldn't get a playthrough for because... I didn't have an appointment. There was no appointment I could make. I could only sign up for a time. Well, at 8.30 in the morning, one of the first people, like, I I would go, (laughs) and there would be no sign-up times that I could actually do because the media would, uh, obviously, the other media would grab the early times, and then when the public would get let in, it literally would, the times would fill up within five minutes of the public getting let in. Oh, absolutely. Which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, those people paid money to be there, so I'm not saying that they shouldn't have the opportunity to do it. It just became a big mess. And that 2019 show, which was the last in-person show to actually take place, was a cluster F, (laughs) (laughs) to to say it lightly. I had a great time. I had a lot of great experiences, but it was a mess. And and a lot of the other media that I knew that had been there, a lot of media that had gone many years in a row, they they, they were not happy with the state of the show. And so... Now, is and to the, me, what it felt like is E3 was trying to make more money on the event, whether oh, yeah. or not it was because they needed more money. So and something to keep in mind is these press conferences that I was talking about that just get aired, right? They're live streams. You know, Nintendo has Nintendo, while having an E3 presence, actually pulled away. They, they, they stopped doing live press conferences probably mm-hmm. in like 20, 2015, 2014. And they were the first major publisher of the big guys, right? Of Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. To, to pull out of the show in the traditional way. So while they still had a digital press conference that would air <clears throat> at E3, they weren't, it wasn't like there's an Xbox studio at the convention center for media to go and sit in the stands of while the press conference takes place. So that's, that's a really big difference, right? Mm-hmm. All digital. Well, Sony pulls out, pulled out of E3 altogether. Probably for their own thing. 2017, 2018, and they just, like, we don't need E3. Well, again, Microsoft has invested a lot. They have the E3, E3 theater right next to the convention center. Um, they're a lot more invested in the event as a whole, so I'm not surprised that they haven't pulled out. But just the, the, the what is the term I'm thinking of? It's like it was in the cards. If, you, if you're paying attention with Nintendo pulling away... Yeah. And they did, not that they pulled away completely, they they adjusted their presence, they did the Nintendo Treehouse, which was a lot of demos and hands-on uh, live streams and stuff like that. And then Sony pulling away was a really, really big blow to them. Yeah. And then, so to me, it felt like the move to general admission was just a way to save the show. Mm-hmm. It was less focused on... It, it just it changed the show, changed focus. Sony pulling out feels a lot like 
Marvel pulling out of Comic-Con because right. Dis- Disney has its D23 now, mm-hmm. so they don't need Comic-Con anymore. Right. The vehicle, like, the, the, it's just not, ne- like, it's, it's not necessary anymore. It's more of a, it's a great way to, to, to branch out, to talk more about what it is, but it's not going to be the centerpiece of your year. Yeah. And what we've really seen over the, like, especially since the pandemic, um, but really since like 2019, Nintendo started doing those those live streams mm-hmm. regularly. Like and they'll and nowadays they're like, oh, in two days we're having a live stream here. You're gonna get a bunch of news. Say, so, you know, it's Sony has been doing state of place. We've been seeing Ubisoft forward. You know, yep. is, is has been their show, but they're they've been doing their own live streams. We're seeing a really big a, a shift in the industry. <clears throat> and the 2020 show obviously got canceled over COVID completely. And I, oh, one thing to say that I'm about to. That is related to what I'm about to say is there's an, a, a games journalist who is very prominent. His name is Jeff Keeley, and he's okay. somebody that was really heavily involved in E3 since it started. He wasn't somebody that started E3, but he's been heavily involved in it since it started. And probably January before the 20 in t- January 2020, it was announced before all of the COVID stuff really broke out. It was mm-hmm. announced he was actually not going to be involved with E3 at all. And then the show got canceled a couple months later. They're not involved because the show got canceled over COVID. But Jeff Keeley stepping away was a really big tell in addition to all of the other things. And what did he do? He announced Summer Games Fest, which is happening at the same time as E3, a fully digital spread out event full of world exclusives. And he's the guy behind the Game Awards that is so big every year, too. So honestly, he was all... If I had to guess, and this is all speculation, is all of that was all the Summer Games Fest, all of the stuff was in place to start in 2020, mm-hmm. and then COVID just parachuted it into fame <laughs> yeah. because E3 was gone. And then we saw them do it even bigger in 2021. E3 went all virtual in 2021. I was a part of that. It was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and so this conversation of, is it going to be virtual? Is it going to be in person? Are we going to see something? It's been in the zeitgeist. And just and we found out this week it's totally canceled. Whether that means next year they're going to try for a new in person show or whatever it is, we'll see. I, I assume Summer Games Fest is going to be just the hit it was the last two summers, exactly. just filling that void, making it harder for E three to come back. So I didn't mean to talk about it this much, but there's just a lot of things that have been in place affecting the show for a while, and a so, bunch of signs that show right. this was coming. Is, who is it? Just is it Jeff Fox? Where is like that? That's your sign. Oh, uh, that's Bill Engvall. Oh, they are right. Same so one, group of comedy. Right, one of the <laughs> blue collar comedy tour guys. That's your sign. Uh, <laughs> and uh, a game that was first announced at E3 a couple years ago, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild 2. We've been waiting for this game to come out because the first one was so great. Really, a new look, open world, different approach to a Zelda game. Um, a Zelda game, a Legend of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, we found out this week it's going to be pushed again to next year. And this isn't surprising. We've heard nothing about this game no. other than it's happening. And, and it's weird because it's one of the few, if only, sequels that Zelda has really had. A lot right. of their titles are one-offs, Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. uh, Breath of the Wild. Like They don't have a lot Skyward of titles Sword, that Majora's are Mask. two. Right, No, because <laughs> you brought this up. I was like, well, let me look because I think you're really right. And it's literally the first, you had The Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and then The Legend of Zelda 2. <laughs> A link liter- to the past. Exactly. Right. And that, it's, so this is pretty different for them to really be uh, 
to, to go with a continuation of a story in a, in this timeline. And that's the thing about Zelda, the Legend of Zelda series that's so confusing is so many different timelines, <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti timelines. Like we talk about the multiverse of madness. <laughs> this is the a multiverse true... of Zelda and Linkness. That is the multiverse of madness because it's just <laughs> madness. But they did treat us to a look at Link pulling out a master sword that looks very different than any other master sword that we got. So mm-hmm. we did get a look at something. Or at least there's that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but I think it's pretty telling when you're going to have a game that is as money-making as The Legend of Zelda. It's going to, like, we're not going to get it after, like, no. <laughs> two announcements. Like, no. if we're not hearing anything about it, if there's no promos, no excitement, expect a delay. So, we'll, but we should be seeing that hopefully sometime next spring in 2023. I feel like I talk too much about the <laughs> No, I mean, it's fantastic, but I mean, next gen versions of Apex Legends is about right. to drop. So, mm-hmm. and that's exciting. We're getting, we're seeing next gen versions of games come out. GTA mm-hmm. Online just came out, yep. uh, the next, next gen version last month. And with that next gen version, they announced more microtransactions. <gasps> so, not only can your kids steal your credit card to buy shark cards and money again. <laughs> Right, they can they can sign up for a six dollar monthly charge that gets them a bunch of free money, that gets them a bunch of free upgrades, like going to a super yacht from your regular yacht. Oh well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> once- some fun. It's like five hundred thousand dollars worth of GTA dollars, which I feel like that's probably like nothing in GTA at this yeah. point. Like it's it's so five hundred thousand is not gonna get me a yacht. My question is: Is it possible for new players to join in on GTA Online, or is it just like so far gone? Like you're just going to load in as a new player in GTA Online and just get yeah. run over <laughs> from somebody flying a rocket Instant ship? Death. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like the first scene from The Boys. I don't know. Did you? See? The very first scene in the boys. That's what I imagine happens as it for a new player like, loading right, into GTA this. Online. Like I haven't. I played GTA Five when it first came out on the PlayStation Three. The PlayStation Three. <laughs> Back when online didn't exist, and I never got into online. And I've heard it's so much fun, but I'm just like, it's. It, I, I felt like five years ago it was too late for me to try. <laughs> now and, it's really too I know. late. Somebody tell me, is it too late to try? Uh, <laughs> new yes. content is always exciting, though. And I'm interested to see if they're just going to take GTA Online from 5 and just <laughs> copy-paste it into 6, or if they're just going to like blow, like nuke the whole thing and start all over. <laughs> I guess we need to know about GTA 6 before we can make those uh, <laughs> forever. All of these games we're waiting for. So we're, we're going to be right back. I'm going to talk probably too much about PlayStation Plus and game and Xbox Game nice. Pass <laughs> right after the break, right here on the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The Meta with Katie Barber on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch the podcast online at sasportstar.com under the audio vault. 
We've talked about <laughs> Xbox Game Pass like so many times. Like Taylor from IGN came on and we oh, recommended yeah. it as a service to buy for the gamer in your life. And I'm not here to just like bad talk Sony and PlayStation. I am Whoa, a Sony. Oh, you're a, not? No, because I, <laughs> my PS5 is the probably the console I play the most right now. Like I, I'm a PS person. I, I exactly. It. I've been buying PlayStation Plus literally forever at I've the sixty dollar been- price point. It's been at since it launched like in 2014 because they made you do it to play online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now. Now it's more expensive if you want it to be. So <laughs> if you no. want it to be. So PlayStation because <laughs> you don't have to upgrade, right? Like you can stay at you can you can just pretend like I'm not talking about anything. Keep paying for your $60 a year PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. now called the Essential Tier to get all Ooh. the things you're used to, right? Cloud saves, which I didn't know you have to manually enable your cloud saves. You want to know how I found this out? Is I I'm had, guessing when your Roomba destroyed your cord again. So I, I have a am, really am ridiculous. I, I you are close. <laughs> I have so just for context. <laughs> my chair just like fell all the way down. <laughs> just for context, I have a really interesting living room. <laughs> I know my chair fell all, like all the way down. Rudy in this. I'm like using Rudy's chair. If you listen in the morning, I don't know how he sits in this chair every day. So, I'm going to finish this statement now. I've tried four (laughs) times because I'm so upset that this happened to me. So, I have my living room set up is interesting because my boyfriend and I both have PlayStation 5s and consoles. We both like to play games. And because I'm a really nice person, I let him use the main TV. All right. (laughs) And I have my... And the not just the main TV, but the main TV with the nice setup where you can put your stuff... It's all organized, right? So Your your stuff is safe. And I and not to say I have like a nice I in our in in our office I have my PC set up. I've got like my nice TV in there. But I like to sit in the living room and play games. Like I'm the kind of person that will spend 10 hours on my Saturday playing games. Like I don't want to be holed up in my office. So I took one of my computer monitors and I set it up on a chair so that I can have my PlayStation 5 right in front of the couch. And I'm just like in my own little bubble, comfy on the couch, wrapped up in a blanket, playing. And I've got my PS5 and my Switch hooked up to it. So I can just like interchange, you know, go from Animal Crossing to, you know, right now I'm playing Skyrim. I decided nice <laughs> to just restart Skyrim. Anyway, so my setup is not ideal for anything. Mm-hmm. I, and I have a little ra- vacuum I set to go, but I need to, to remove cords from the middle of the room so it won't absolutely, you know, like it won't eat anything up or unplug anything. So I moved the surge protector with my PS5. That's my PS5 is hooked up to. So it's going to sound like a really stupid idea because no, <laughs> no, it was. No, keep going. But I moved the surge protector <laughs> off the floor and onto my cat tree that's right next to where. My compute, my 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 monitor and my PS5 is set up, mm-hmm. and I didn't do a good enough job because the cat didn't knock over the surge protector. Mm-mm. My Roomba still knocked it over because the cords are all hanging all over the place. And in that shenanigans, it unplugged my PS5, which was in rest mode. Which <laughs> apparently, not always, but sometimes, if your PS5 gets unplugged in rest mode, you go into a black screen loop where the only fix is factory resetting your console. Oh, yay! 
Of course, I let it, like, so it gives you, like, it loads up, it shows you the PS logo, so you know it's still working, right? It does the rebuilding database little stuff that happens if you unplug your PS5 in rest (laughs) mode. And then it just goes to a black screen, and of course, I sat there for 20 minutes waiting for this black screen to go away when it should, it's, these consoles run on an SSD. Yeah. The black screen should go away literally in five seconds, yes. like a hundred percent. But I sat there for twenty minutes, just like, no, don't tell me, don't tell me I broke it. <laughs> right. So a, a quick Google, a quick Google tells mm. you you just need to reset it. My favorite thing is my buddy. <laughs> he will always send me updates of his Roomba and the <laughs> adventures of his Roomba. <laughs> They're pretty great. <laughs> they they are awesome because he gets updates on his phone about. And he, you name your Roomba, right? Yes, mine's, mine's named the SS Guppy because the one SS day Guppy. I'd like for her to ride it like a pirate ship. Yeah. She's afraid of it. So his, in honor of Iron Man, <laughs> because it is always having problems and issues. It's just yelling at him from the back room. It is like Tony's old... Oh. <laughs> Remember he called it Dummy? Yes. <laughs> So, literally, his Roomba's name is Dummy, oh and gosh. he'll send me screenshots throughout the day, like, Dummy is stuck and requires your attention. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's, that is, that's great. I got to name it something offensive so that I can, I can see it, because that's the best part about it is I can set it to go from my phone, mm-hmm. but if I'm not at home and it's like, unit has flipped upside down and caught on fire there's nothing i can do to like fix it i just gotta get home be like oh well, i guess you'll finish eventually the ss giuseppe the, the right the ss guppy i just want her i just want my cat guppy to ride it so bad but she's just <laughs> terrified of it instead instead um okay so, so the whole point of, right this so the whole point of the story was that if you factory i found out when i factory reset my ps5 that none of my save files were cloud saved even though i've been paying for playstation plus since 2014 so if you use it go in and manually and enable those freaking cloud saves you get for paying 60 dollars a year which i that is something that bothers me like i don't that you have to enable it that you have to pay for cloud saves oh, i'm right. like it you get cloud saves on things like Steam on PC without having to pay anything. It just... Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, so back to... <laughs> the whole point of that was that in your PlayStation Plus Essential Tier, the $60 one that we've all been paying for, you get cloud saves, you get online multiplayer access, you get the downloadable games that they've been putting out every month. They, they say it's two, but they've really been doing three or four. And you get discounts on certain PlayStation Plus, like, you know sale events or whatever and then so that's what we've had forever and this new service or this upgraded service that they announced essentially is a merge of playstation plus and playstation now Mm -hmm. which was how they were forcing people to pay 60 dollars a year to even just access backwards compatible games exactly which has been a gripe of mine since it launched also in 2014 i was like i'm not paying 60 dollars a year for online access and then $60 a year to play games I still have mm-hmm. in a box in my room. I'm not going to do that. And it's like the sh- the cu- it's like streaming the games like Stadia it. and Luna. <laughs> I'm not. I cuz I'm I'm not I'm not upgrading. <laughs> but so but what so what they did is they combined the two services and mm-hmm. there's two more tiers of PlayStation Plus. You can pay $100 a year, which admittedly is cheaper than the two services that $60 each put together, mm-hmm. where you get up to 400 PS4 and PS5 games 
And that's mostly games from like first party PlayStation Studios and third party publishers. Mm-hmm. The thing that grinds my gears about this, <laughs> let's because if you <laughs> grinds my gears, if you look at like Game Pass, a big thing that they do is their first party titles mm-hmm. go to Game Pass day one, so you can play Forza Horizon yeah. day one on the, the day it comes out on your Xbox Series X, S, or PC. Yes, and. Jim Ryan, CEO at Sony, said they are not going to do day one launches of PS of PlayStation first party titles. Which to me, that's where a lot of so the what's value the point is. Of paying all this money is you get access to a library up to four hundred PS4 and PS5 games. I have access to a library. It's called the games that I've accumulated right. to Which, build a library. For some people, I mean, it's like if you like the aspect of Game Pass, where you can go in and just like search all of the games that are in there and download them to your console and play. Like that's. You may really like this. The toughest thing about that, though, is the creating space every time you need it by right. taking a game off and then putting a new game on. And, right. And, oh, now I want to play it, so now i got to put that game that I took off at, back on. I will say at this price, it's really not too dissimilar from Xbox Game Passes. True. like pricing system except for xbox game pass does not let you purchase annually like they make you do a monthly or i think every three month payment plan and playstation is allowing you to like pay up front for Mm -hmm. this whether or not it's just like upgrade your account you pay the difference or or whatever it is for and so in the 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 tier above that is 120 dollars a month and that's the premium playstation plus account and so in addition to the 400 ps4 and ps5 games you also get it says 340 additional PS3, PS2, PlayStation, and PSP games. Those ones are going to be like stream played like mm-hmm. PS Now was. And in that premium service, it, it does let you play um, on PC, which PlayStation Now did have like a, an app that you could, I guess, like stream the games from. I actually didn't know that until mm- this announcement. Okay, so PlayStation, PlayStation 2, 3, Four, five, and five PSP. games and, P- and PSP. Right. I feel like something's missing. The Vita. Ah. You know the. I, I think we said either last week or the week before how the Vita just was really ahead of its time. Oh, absolutely. It's very. I mean, if you if you p- compare it to like the Switch or this now the Steam Deck, I mean, it was a handheld console. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it it didn't have the same uh, home console interconnectivity that we see with like the Switch. But it was really ahead of its time, and its exclusion from this is, its uh, to me, it's either an oversight, which I doubt it is, <laughs> business decisions. I mean, they can have them. I'm not saying that's impossible. <laughs> but it's an entire platform that PlayStation developed for. So for it to not be involved makes me think that maybe we'll see a Vita 2.0 that connects to your PlayStation or, or something. But there's some good games that were just on the Vita Tearaway was one of my favorite, like, real cute, yeah. you know, smaller studio type games that was on there. So, it, to me, I'm not trying to sit here and complain and decry this entire service. I'm really unsurprised. It's, it's a hard sell to get people to pay $60 a month for one service and then turn around and try to get them to sign up for another 12-month service on mm-hmm. top of it. Combining them makes the most business sense compared to Xbox Game Pass. Yes. Very similar. But really what you're paying for is PlayStation games. You may be getting third-party PlayStation games, but you're not going to be getting as wide of a library, I feel like, than what you get for between PC and Xbox. Though, 700 games is a lot that you're paying for access to, so I'm not turning my nose up at that. 740. 740. Look at you, doing math. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) 
We'll be right back. James is going to going to explain Morbius to us oh, after the break to... right here <laughs> on the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James Pledger here with me, who's about to go watch Morbius. I am. I know. That is the kind of first up, in, or next up in the uh, Marvel-y movies. Yeah. Uh, better it's coming out before Multiverse of Madness. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of in the... Venomverse, maybe? Which I'm just so... I mean, I'm confused just at, question like... Question mark? Right, exactly, because <laughs> the questions are, like, well, are they going to be connected or not? But really, Morbius has got no set place, oh, right? And the reviews are spectacularly <laughs> awful already, so... I'm kind spectacularly of, awful. Yeah, I'm kind <laughs> of intrigued as to what I'm about to walk into here in a little bit. But um, here's, I'm going to go in, and if it's bad, hopefully it's comedically bad. Right, so, <laughs> so I actually hadn't, I don't know a lot about Morbius's character. Who is he mostly affiliated with? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But we don't know if he's a part of any of because this I mean, is a Sony. This is a Sony of, Marvel movie, right? Yeah, so. it's Sony, so it's tied to because Sony has the rights on loan for Tom Holland. But then they just did the crossover with the other Spider-Man from Toby and Andrew. So I think that this is gonna take place in the Amazing Spider-Man Andrew yeah. Garfield universe. But yeah. I don't for sure. No, I feel like people have been pointing out I, what I did see where people like, oh, if you look at in this one scene on the Daily Bugle front page, mm-hmm. the top center, it references Rhino. I'm like, oh, oh my. I hear there are a ton of like things that were in the trailer mm-hmm. that aren't even <laughs> Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> Makes me think of the the Suicide Squad, like the really oh, right, like, right. Is similar, which Jared Leto uh, <laughs> you you told me about the greatest meme <laughs> that you saw today. It's literally who's the see, Darth is, Maul yes. with the double bladed <laughs> right. lightsaber, and one frame is As it he, says worst nice DC one. movie, and the next frame has it on both. Right, worst DC movie, worst Marvel movie. <laughs> so each each blade that ignites, the first one that ignites, it's worst DC movie ever, and then the second blade ignites, and it's like. Worst Marvel movie ever. <laughs> so should Jared Leto just go back to making music or... I'm okay with him making music. I'm okay with him making like actual movies. And I was really intrigued by his Joker, but I think his... I think his director did him dirty in that one yeah because he got cut like i remember he he said that he shot some untold number of scenes and they cut out like 95 percent of them yes (laughs) it was supposed to be a much bigger part of that movie and that's a shame because i was kind of intrigued by his joker and i i don't want to like say it's the worst because i feel like i'm taking 
his performance out of context in a sense. Right. Um, because so much of his Joker was cut from the film to where you're just getting bits and pieces now. Right. He just he's getting that worst DC movie, not because of his his role, but just because he was in it. <laughs> seeing as he's the lead in Morbius, Ooh. that <laughs> may stick. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, we'll just have to see. I, I feel like we've been, I thought we moved past this, like, subpar superhero movie uh, season of life. <laughs> but DC can't shake old habits, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, and it's not just DC. I mean, no, Sony, I Sony had the same issues with their Marvel movies. The first Amazing Spider-Man was incredibly good yes but then they were in such a rush to build to a sinister six that the amazing spider-man 2 was outside of actual andrew garfield's performance universally reviled i know they were like "Mm, we're gonna go with tom holland and (laughs) here's the thing because andrew was fantastic he was we've we've talked about this he's my favorite yeah he is such a great spider-man and personality was spot on (laughs) they're like oh man this is gonna be great and you're like oh i'm going in i'm gonna see electro they're kind of planting seeds (sighs) to it and then they're like electro and then they're like Oh, hey, let's do the Green Goblin real quick. So, like, real quick, Green Goblin. Like, we're, we're not even going to do anything other than introduce the character and then the, the, at the end of the movie, like, hey, here's mm-hmm. the, here's the bad guy version. Now we're going to kill him off. And then in a post credit scene, we're also going to throw Rhino into the mix for whatever reason. Yeah. So it was just so convoluted. I know it. It was very disappointing, and then it was, and then there was no Spider Man until until Hall until Marvel was like, mm, "We're gonna can we get them rights from you? You did it so we you did them so dirty. We want the rights Sony, back." <laughs> Sony, just tell Kevin Feige like, "Hey, come here. What do you think?" And then after he throws the whole thing away, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I'm just interested to see how it plays out, especially if this could possibly be the restart of Andrew Garfield's like involvement in movies and bringing and back he's Amazing Spider-Man. Being very quiet about whether there's going to be that Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. three or not, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. And we'll we'll talk to you next week about your your feelings and uh, <laughs> at least at least some insight. Uh, yeah. Maybe we won't go too too spoilery, but I just want to get your insight. On oh, what- I'll go spoiler on this. <laughs> if, if it's as bad as the reviews are, I will spoil everything <laughs> so that you don't have to worry do the about pro- it. <laughs> like do the hard work for you. Uh, <laughs> on a let on a not spoilery note, but I just want to talk about it. Is Moon Knight premiered this week? We're oh, talking my about it. Goodness. And I personally, I really liked it. Obvi- you're supposed to be confused yes or you're, you're not supposed to really understand too much of what's going on you're not supposed to know what's real and what's but oscar isaac head. i really really like oscar isaac as this oscar like isaac is so awkward, phenomenal right stephen grant's just he's just a, a guy that likes history working in the gift shop of a museum mm-hmm. you know like they he's so so good and i like ethan Hawke's character mm-hmm. like I, i'm interested in in he's the main bad guy um i can't remember what his name is in the show Har- harrow he's like a cult leader mm-hmm. um and he's gonna be I, I think the kind of the the the, the antagonist or a semi oh, yeah. bad guy throughout most of the show and Kong Shu was awesome oh i know you just getting you you get him 
like here and there. Snippets. And we did get to see him in his suit, like mm-hmm. even if it was only for 30 seconds. At the seconds. very end, you get the reveal of the suit. <laughs> but we've only got six episodes to get through the show. But and remember, there are multiple versions of Moon Knight that you get to see in different suits. Like, so there's the full on costume. Right. That we're Moon seeing. Knight. Um, what is. You get Mr. Knight, right. who is basically in a dress shirt with a tie and a vest and it is a very cool look and we're getting one very specific he's more of a detective right i'm trying to get of course i'm so bad with names and i shouldn't be because i work in the news <laughs> but we're getting we're getting one of moon knights like at least they introduce you to one of his other personalities, personalities yes. right one specific one Steve, um, uh mark Spector. yes that was it i was like because i kept thinking steven i'm like no steven grant's steven who grant's, we know. that's who we're seeing that's who you get to know first yes exactly but, but mark specter is actually the most well-known persona mm-hmm. from the comics and, as a former uh i guess you would call him mercenary yeah that's that definitely so I'm I'm really interested to see how much of like the comic canon plays into the show. Again, it's a it's a six episode series. I don't think they've even confirmed whether or not it's going to have a second season. They said it's probably going to be standalone. So that's six episodes to get through. All you know, a, it's a six crazy episodes, story. but uh, they're each. I think the run times are between like 45 right. and 50 minutes. I was going to say, because the first episode was what, 48? Yeah. So they're all between like 45 and 50 two to five minutes i believe mm-hmm. is what i read so they're all extremely long mm-hmm. and well showrunners said too that if the show like it, it's not it doesn't have to be standalone the plan is it for it for it to be standalone and but i don't it think may, it will be i think it's gonna be because oscar isaac's already teasing a midnight suns and oh. wanting to work with blade uh yeah. which i'm wondering if we'll maybe see marshall ali's mm-hmm. uh blade cameo somewhere in this He's talked about wanting to work with Daredevil. Oh, yes. So Charlie Cox now confirmed in the MCU. My boy. That could, this could get very, very interesting as we push forward. Uh, and Moon Knight, I think, will be a bigger staple of Marvel moving forward. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I, it's, a, he's a different character and his existence in, in the universe, though, kind of, it, it introduces some, um, it just introduces some questions about like, gods in mcu i mean we know yes. with with thor and the existence of his family yep. gods do exist God, but so I'm, I'm just interested uh, how, i'm just interested to see how maybe they they, they work with this concept at least of the egyptian pantheon of gods existing yes Konshu and everything right. yeah and we're not going to talk too much about it. we've talked about obi-wan yes and how it's happening not may the 4th uh-huh. but not apparently may the 25th either <laughs> so may 4th no. Oh. Uh, they announced it's getting delayed, but by two days. So I don't know what a two-day delay really is. 27th? 26th? I don't... I, if it's 24th, 25th, 26th? Is it... Oh, 24th, I thought it was 25th? The, right. No, you're right. I don't know. I thought it was the 27th is what they said. But oh, so maybe either way, days. we're only two <laughs> days away from what the original launch date was supposed to be. So, but, but, and so uh, their apology for giving us a two-day delay is you get two episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When the premiere airs, Perfect. so I'm I good. know. I just want to know what is what does a two day delay allow for? A lot of things. You think? 
I, no, I'm like post post production's all done at yeah, that point. Everything's you know? done. I don't know more more so than just no. to mess with us. But but I will say I like this idea of a short delay and then double double, double the episodes. premiere. Right, exactly. So that's it for this week. You're going to be back next week with a Morbius review. We're going to mm-hmm. figure out how bad Jared Leto was. <laughs> and a second Moon Knight episode. Oh, yes. I'm very excited. But thank you guys for listening to the meta. I'm Katie Barber. I've got James Pledger right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM.